All right, everybody, welcome back to our training day podcast. I'm in the booth with my girl, Jenny Rosado, and she's here from Massachusetts. She's driven down to New Jersey to get some haps on what she's going to do to take her business to the next level. And I'm excited to have you here, Jenny, and um, some of the conversation that we've had and are having about your production and where you're going and what's happening in your world. Um, we'll get into that, but how are you today? Um, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me and for inviting me down here. I know it was a four-hour drive, but it was worth it. I love the way everyone is so welcoming, and I've already just learned so much. No doubt. And I think that, um, you know, we try to get people in so that they can, it becomes tangible, right? We know it's a lonely business. We know that you're an independent contractor. Technically, you're in your house. You're, you know, meeting with clients now on Zoom or on phone. It's more lonely today, Jenny, than it was when we were in the field knocking on doors, sitting down with people kneecap to kneecap. Is that fair enough? Yeah. And you've done both, yes? Yes. All right. So before we get started, walk us down, like, where are you coming from industry-wise? You know, how did you find insurance? How did you find Family First Life? And, you know, what does it represent to you? But where'd you start? Um, and where'd you come from? Yeah, so I um, actually started, uh, I was in the beauty industry for about 15 years. I'm actually still licensed, total 20 years licensed and counting. And, um, you know, I kind of found a purpose of making people like look good and feel good. And that was like my thing. And, you know, fast forward into like a retail is a dying breed type of industry. Mm. I kind of just Googled like recession proof professions. And really? Yeah. Wow. And that was about five years ago. And the top three was, you know, one was computer science, uh, medicine, and finance. And I don't know, I just knew that I didn't want to do anything technical. Mm -hmm. And I probably wasn't going to go back to school for medicine. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so I looked at, you know, finance. Okay, well, again, the whole school thing. So then I kind of did a second Google search of how to get into finance, mm. um, you know, kind of like without like a degree. Right. And uh, life insurance was the first um, search. And I kind of just went with that. And I followed my I followed my gut. And, um, you know, a few agencies here and there. And then I finally get this opportunity from a colleague at an older agency. And when I heard the opportunity, I said, what took you so long? Huh. You know, get me in there now, like today. And um, I never looked back. That's crazy. Um, when I think about a career change, the way you did it with Googling, you were very specific. You were Googling recession-proof industries, which is like, I love that because I've never, <clears throat> I've talked about life insurance being recession-proof for years, but I've never said, hey, Google, because that's <laughs> that's like the, that's powerful, right? Yeah. By the way, that's a good recruiting tool for you is tell people to Google um, recession-proof <laughs> industries and financial services pops up. Now, you eliminated two. So I'm not going back to school for this and I'm not going to, I don't really flow technically, yes? Yeah, exactly. So that left maybe one or whatever standing. When you looked at the barrier of entry, like you still had to do something to get in. Mm -hmm. Was it daunt? Were you excited? Was it daunting? Did you like, I don't, I, why would anything else, anything but having to 
get qualified or pass a test? Or did you just look at that as like, this, op- this is my opportunity? Um, the way that I looked at it is it could be worse. I could mm. be going back to school for four years huh. and then find out that I don't even want this, you know, versus, okay, I can study a little bit. I can take this exam. No big deal, which I passed on the third try, mm. you know, but it, it really could have been worse. It's, it's not bad. This getting into this industry was not bad at all. Makes sense. And it's not. The, the barrier of entry is very low for what we can do here. Um, so I love that move. So you, you got your license. Now, did you get your license through a company or did you get your license and found a company? Um, I got my license through a company and I was with them for two and a half years. And, you know, pandemic, people just were really afraid to make decisions and that was when I was kind of in one of those agencies that said, you know, make a list of people you know mm-hmm. and call them and tell them you're in this new line of work. And I'll be honest, Mark, like, I sat, they sat through the appointments, and at the end of the appointments, they're like, well, you know, we're not ready to move forward yet, but when can you come over and cut my son's hair? Oof. So it was still Oof. like, okay, you're not taking me serious. Oof. And How did that feel? I mean, I had to feel like a punch in the gut. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you want to know what felt better? What? Three years later when they called me and say, hey, you still doing that life insurance? <laughs> <laughs> There's a power and persistency in staying with it, right? Yeah. So, okay. And you go from, from that to this whole warm market. Give me a name of friends and family that, will, that, that, are in, that may be interested in life insurance which to me is painful. Just, yeah. It's pain. Now, again, we want to protect our friends and our family, but it's something about when you need it, they're laughing at you. Mm -hmm. And when you don't need them, they're calling you. That's exactly what happened. It's like dating. (laughs) (laughs) It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely was. I didn't... Once I kind of established, you know, here with Family First Life, the approach and the leads and, you know, how independent um, I could be without having to rely on people that I know, um, I kind of just completely took off. I mean, I was studying on Sundays and canceling outings so that I could kind of really focus on this. You know, boot camp, boot camp I finished in like five days Mm. and I didn't talk to anyone because all I wanted was to get better at this. Mm. And it was like shocking. Like literally, I don't even know, like I could never make it up. But my first week of dialing, the first house I went into, I walked out with three applications. Wow. And I called my upline in the parking lot, almost in tears. Like, wow, this is, this actually is for real. Like this really works. And the first thing he said to me was, how does that feel? And even like sometimes I get choked up about it because like that was such a good feeling. Right. Like the the lows are so for me, like I, you know, operate emotionally, you know, working mm-hmm. through that. But the lows that I felt where, you know, with this, you know, we're not interested, can you mm-hmm. cut my mm-hmm. son's hair? Versus I just spoke to <laughs> a husband, a wife, and a and a daughter, mm. and they all found the importance in this mm. without me having to, you know, 
degrade my or just lose dignity through the mm. soliciting process. I didn't have to do any of that. They mm. literally needed me, mm. and I provided them the service that they needed. That's crazy. So I walked out of there, and I was like, okay, I put a ring on this. This is it. Got it. This is it. It's me and this business. That's amazing. So, and you would attest that to having leads, yes? Um, a hundred and a thousand percent. So let's talk about leads. Let's 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 treat our audience like they're trying to find out what what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about lead. Like you're talking about the difference between, well, you know, having to solicit and having to lose dignity in the soliciting process to p- buying leads of people that are interested in life insurance. What what did what is the not what's the big difference, but talk to us a little about your lead experience, experience with leads. Um, well, like I said, I mean, I know that, you know, selling, you have to transfer emotion. I do still sell with emotion and I do some, you know, I still work with that. But the first, the, the first emotion that I felt was like, I'm in control. Like I can invest That's in crazy. as much business That's crazy. as I want and get as much back as I want. That's, that's powerful. I'm in control. That changes. So when when he asked you, how do you feel? That changes how you feel. (laughs) It was the light bulb. It was the light bulb. It was the fireworks. It was the explosion. It was everything. Anything that you want to relate to, like the big, like the aha moment. It was like I. There is a. There's that no brainer. Absolutely yes. Like you know, if it's if it's not a, a. Yes, then it's a no. Mm. This was a this was a hundred percent yes for me. My first week, and I wasn't even this obsessed, you know, because I was calling people that I knew, and I'm like, trying, just trying to veil how much pain I was in, mm. <laughs> trying to call them and get them to meet with me ah. on Zoom during a pandemic where nobody knows what's going on. I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. and I still had to like fake the funk. And now I'm like, hey, you asked for this, right? Here I am. Right. Let's do it. Right. And it's it's just it feels so it just feels so good, you know. You you're and now I can take the the purpose that I know that I had with right. you know with the hairdressing and making you look good, feel good, all those things. My purpose is now deeper than that because they're not. Once you wash your hair, you know maybe that feeling goes away. Once you wash the makeup off your face, that feeling goes away. But mm. I can walk out of these clients' houses are hanging the phone knowing that for their lifetime, mm. they're going to feel good. And I was the one that That's could amazing. help them with that. It's amazing how you can take your your gifts and your talents with life insurance. And because we're helping people, you can transform your gifts into talents. And you could almost put the entire thing under the umbrella of service. Right. Which is what you just did, mm-hmm. which I've never heard you say that, but <laughs> I did the same thing, like because you feel good about helping people with a policy. Why do you feel good when you help someone with a policy? There's nothing more valuable than a living person, a life mm-hmm. and adding protection and a peace of mind and one less thing that they have to think about. It's it ju- it just it just really deepens my purpose. Wow. Wow. That's significant. We are in the life insurance business. We are protecting lives. We are protecting financial um calamity. Like if something were to take place, 
this is in place. But the way you just said it, there's nothing more valuable than a life. Woo. That hit me. You know, <laughs> it's like I got chills when you said that because it's like, that's so true. Our business, we can't bring people back, right? Right. We're, 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 we're in there to provide, you know, a pillar of support financially if that person's no longer with us. Um, and you, fa- you regain that purpose through family first life. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Because there was a point where I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Like, is this really what this is about? Like, and everyone's in the office, go crush it, go tile, go, yes, you're going to do great. And I would smile mm-hmm, and then go to my little cube and stare at this. That's so tough, names man. Names that I, I know. Uh, and like, I've been in sales a long time. I know what that feels like. <laughs> I absolutely know what it feels like when you have no business, but you're in the office to generate business. And it just seems like <laughs> you generate a prospect every two days. Like, that's just like a gut-wrenching living. Yeah. You know? Um, so I do understand. Um, but talk to us a little bit about where you are right now and where you are going. What are some things in your game that you're looking to tighten up to, to push you to the trajectory you feel you're destined for? Yeah, honestly, I thought that I was just going to be doing in-home appointments, like on the field, just driving and, you know, but I think I've definitely transitioned into telesales where the direction that I'm going in now, especially with the opportunity of being able to reach more people, um, you know, I'm going to be growing much more now. Um, I can work at a much faster pace and, you know, just kind of in between appointments where I was driving and parking and traffic and all these things, like I actually, you know, now can squeeze, you know, two or three more people, you know, in between appointments and things like that. So I think where I'm going is definitely to to the top, Mm. but like definitely just like excelling what I already am doing Mm. more volume. Definitely. Okay. I like it. Um, and you have aspirations of building a team. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that my story, like everyone has, you know, their story Mm -hmm. and who knows how many hairdressers don't want to, you know, stand on their feet all day Mm -hmm. and, you know, back pains, knee pain, all of those things and still have, the the purpose in life of mm. making someone's day and even making the rest of their life feel, you know, at ease. Mm. So I I would love to invite all the hairdressers that are, <laughs> you know, in in the process of, you know, thinking about transitioning that it's it's phenomenal. And the gift that you have talking to people and listening to people, literally this is going to allow you to win here, honestly. No doubt, and I think that um, you know, when I was in the mortgage business, you know, I thought it was best to recruit loan officers because I know that we have a better way. I'm not mm-hmm. confused. I know that we have a better way. Just like you're, you want to recruit people that you know, hairstylists, what have you, um, because you know that there's a better way, right? Absolutely. And having people see and hear that is important. When you think about, 
you know, 2024 for you. 2024 for what you're attempting to go do right now. You're setting up the back half, the, the back half, the final chapters of 2023, closing out the year strong and pushing for a massive 2024. What are some things you're thinking about? Um, absolutely. I, I mean, I, the team that I see is, you know, triple the size, four times the size that I have now. You know, the business that I'm producing, the business that I see is triple the size that, you know, I'm making right now. Mm. And the excitement and the obsession and just the love, like, it's all going to multiply. All mm. of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jen, you strike me as someone who not only knows how to do it, knows what you want, and is willing to put in the work and willing to put in the 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 dedicated time to get it. You know, every time we talk, that's what I hear. I hear that. Thank you. You know, and 2024 is your year. Absolutely. And what we're going to do is take the those that feeling, that passion and lay down the track, run on the track because what you envision and I know what you're envisioning. It's just the consistency in your daily routine. Mm -hmm. We talked about that today. We talked about your schedule, what you do with the hours, right? right. How you make those hours multiply. Because the thing is, it's like compounding interest. If we're just adding, if we're just playing the addition game day in and day out, meh. I mean, it's not bad. It's just meh. <laughs> But once we start multiplying, multiplication in our business comes through the consistency, and the consistency creates momentum. And you're in the business right now of starting to multiply. Would that be a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. When you think of multiplication and time working as a laser beam for you, how does that make you feel? What are some things that you... That come to mind. Um, to be honest, it's to me. It feels like you know more focus, more move, kind of faster. Mm -hmm. Definitely more hours. I think that there's nothing wrong with putting in the time. I actually four hours to get here, mm -hmm. and I loved every minute. That since I from the minute that I walk through that door, that I see my face on that TV, <laughs> I I'm like this. You know, there's there's I'm supposed to be here. Right. You know, so I have no, absolutely no problem putting in more time, as much time as it takes for, you know, the wheels to run on their own. Mm. And I just I want to impact every agent that just everybody, everybody, mm. all the clients, all the agents. I know it's a it's, you know, brick by brick, you know, building the mm -hmm. castle brick by brick. And there's I I see that I see a lot of time, a lot of commitment, a lot of dedication, sacrifice, mm. you know, even if it hurts, like I, I just know what I need to do to get to where I want to get. So definitely just putting in more time. And haven't you done that before in other industries? Yes. Right? I mean, re retail, are you kidding me? Saturday night, 9 p.m., mm -hmm. that you got to wait to close the, the store. Mm -hmm. You got other, There's people in your network. Every, everybody got something cool and fun to do, mm -hmm. and you're sitting at work till 9 o'clock to lock mm -hmm. the door, mm -hmm. and nobody's walking into your store from <laughs> 7 p.m. on, but you still have to do your job. 
Right. So yeah, I've sacrificed a lot, you know, and and I have no problem doing that. Being a like a just like kind of fixed into that that mindset. It's it's just a shift in product and in um in like the product and people because they're also looking for something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's the time and the work is is kind of similar. What about your passion? Dance, so, the, th- the 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 thing you're passionate about. Okay. I mean, you just don't fall in a dance. Like, there's had to have been a extreme dedication. That. <laughs> yes. Is my baby. So, mm-hmm. um, we all have like this one thing that keeps like our inner child like happy. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's dancing. So, been salsa dancing since I was 18. Actually, my best friend from college. I turned 18, finally could go to a club, mm. and she's like, we're going to a salsa club. And I'm like, a what? Mm. And I told my mom, mom, I don't know how to dance salsa. Mm. She teaches me in the kitchen. Your mother. What, my mother. <laughs> while my friend is on her way to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing, because the only thing I remember is four years old in a tutu, tap dancing in ballet. Got it. So at 18, but it changed everything, because... I just, we would go out on a regular basis and I would practice and I would watch the girls, the dancers. Then I would go home and just do it on my own and then go back out the following week and do it. No one taught me how to do what I do. You know, I moved to Boston and I got more serious into it and now I'm actually training technically in a studio. So I've been dancing now and performing and teaching also on the side for seven, eight years. And... Yeah, I block out that time. And, you know, I it's it's super important. Like, when I leave rehearsal, you just feel like, okay, that hurt. I'm dancing in three-inch heels. I'm spinning. I'm sweating. And, you know, there's a bunch of other people here that might look more advanced or whatever. But I still, for the, the love that I have for dance, like, it's very incomparable love to, like, a lot of things, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I love my family mm-hmm, and my friends sure. and all that. But this is... Um, like outside of all of that, like this is the fir- this is the number one thing that comes to you know comes to my mind when I when I feel when I when I hear the word passion. I can't compare that to to anything else. You know, there's something about the music and my roots and my ancestors and the culture and the creativity and the evolution of the styles. It, look, see here I am. I'm like on a soapbox already about it, because it's so important. It's so important to me. And then I like I convert everybody. Oh, don't dance bachata. Come, come salsa. This is it. This is it right here. <laughs> yeah. So and you know, people, it's it's interesting because like I'll do something for fun and then people see it. Social media, like people are always watching, even though you don't get likes or whatever it is, mm-hmm. like people are watching. And so then, you know, Hispanic, you know, Heritage Month, I'm getting booked for, you know, come to this school and teach and come to this office and teach and all mm-hmm. these things. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like, I didn't think that, you know, somebody would, would, would want that for me, but they find the talent in me and they find the value in me. And I'm like, absolutely. Mm. And then of course I go and I show up and I give them every single, you know, dime that they paid for. (laughs) And they leave with like, wow, that was a lot of fun. You know, there's adrenaline rushing through me. This is a happy sport. Like anybody that's a dancer, you, you, you're, you're happy. You're just naturally happy. (laughs) It's, it's really amazing. You should see the energy (laughs) transfer from <laughs> I, knew, I knew it. Like I, knew it. I mean the passion went up to a level twelve. Yeah, it's warm now. It? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just danced. And uh I love it, man. I love it. And again, 
Life insurance sales should come alongside your greatest passions. It is the ultimate outlet for people to do something that's noble, that's meaningful, that pays well, that allows you to control your time, some of your time, but also allows you to crush your passion projects. So I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And uh, I really do thank you for coming in. Um, you've enriched our lives today. You've enriched the podcast today. And uh, for coming in and sharing that fire, that energy. And, yeah. um, you know, I expect some seriously big things from you in 2024. Absolutely. In the best kind of way. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. This has been, I mean, I'll take the drive, you know, once a month. I've Anybody that lives far, like, this is actually worth the drive. Like, just get here. Just get here. It'll be so worth it. It's huge, man. Training day. Jenny Rosado, crushing it, <laughs> passionate on fire for the things she loves. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for contributing and serving our people. God bless y'all. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. Peace. Peace.